Joyce Hall wears a lot of hats. The hat that most Hudson residents might know Joyce by is her role as a city council member, a position she's held since 2015. In addition to serving as an older person, Joyce works at a local technical college, has run a home-based business for over 20 years, volunteers with the Hudson Daybreak Rotary, and also keeps busy taking her granddaughter to their favorite spots in town. Thankfully, Joyce had a bit of free time to join this week's episode of the St. Croix Stories podcast. During our conversation, Joyce shines a light on the work of the Hudson City Council and some recent changes the council helped enact. She also shares why she's so passionate about being active in the community and, of course, tells us her favorite thing about Hudson. All that and more on a new episode of St. Croix Stories. Excited for today's interview with Joyce Hall. Many of you may know her as an older person for the Hudson City Council. She's also a member of the Hudson Daybreak Rotary, a math lab specialist at Northwood Technical College, and she has her own home-based business, so she keeps plenty busy. Joyce, how are you doing today? Good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Happy to have you here. So let's give a little bit of introduction about yourself. I kind of listed some of the things that you do, but maybe just tell people, for, for those who don't know you, and I'm guessing a lot of people in town are familiar with you, but who, who you are. So, of course, as you said, most people know me as the city council representative. And uh, But, yes, there's a lot to, more to me. I used to be a, a chemist at 3M. Uh, I'm a wife and a mom and a grandma. I've been active in the community for a while. Before I was, for a while there, I was also a, prof- uh, a tutor with Operation Help. Okay. And uh, other, doing other things to contribute to the community. Now, I've had to cut back on some of those things, so sure. that's why I joined Hudson Daybreak Rotary, was to contribute to the community without, in what uh, only have one <laughs> <laughs> one hat instead of sure. uh, uh, instead of several. I'm curious, the, the chemist at 3M, that sounds pretty cool. What, what did you do there? I guess as much as you can talk about um, for oh, 3M. <laughs> I left 3M in 1995, so okay. I that's not a problem with yeah. talking about that. I was working on adhesives for the microelectronics industry oh, very cool. and we were we were working on adhesives that made the uh, flat screen displays possible oh wow <laughs> so cool. long time ago yeah my father-in-law <laughs> was an engineer at 3m for a long time i know probably a lot of people in town are, are 3mers as well yes. so that, that's a cool connection there yes um so how did you end up in hudson then so well as i said i worked for 3m yeah. we lived in north st paul then i moved to the twin cities originally in order to go to graduate school at u of m okay. and then um, my husband had an opportunity to work for motorola on their on their flip phones oh, wow. <laughs> and so we moved down to southern wisconsin at that time okay. and then we were there for uh, about 11 years and then he had an opportunity to come back up here and work for um, an offshoot uh, of 3m okay a division that had been sold off. In fact, the division that he had worked for before. So we were talking about where we wanted to live, and we thought about going back to North St. Paul. And then we we found Hudson and decided that this was really the best place for us. We really we liked being in Wisconsin. Still, we loved the downtown, the the vibrant uh, community spirit there, the, yeah. the the beautiful lakefront area and the park, and we just felt at home here. So yeah. that's why how we ended up in Hudson. And how long have you been here now? Well, my husband uh, moved up in the fall of 2007, okay. um, right before the housing uh, market yeah. crashed. <laughs> Interesting timing so, for that. Yes. Yeah. So I stayed down there for a little while while we were trying to get our house sold. And so I came up here in 2008. Okay. And what was, I guess, how different was Hudson back then, maybe to compared to what it is now, you know, 15 years later? 
Well, besides the huge population growth that has yeah. occurred since 2007, 2008, there's been so much that has changed. Lots and lots of new businesses businesses have sprung up. New developments, uh, housing developments have mm-hmm. sprung up. And then, well, we have a new fire station. Yeah. We, there's been so many changes. Yeah. And you've, uh, for the last handful of years now, been kind of up close in person and some, seeing some of these changes and being part of some of these changes on the city council, which I uh, you know alluded to at the beginning. You've been on the council, Hudson City Council, since 2015, which I think makes you the second longest serving council member. Yes. What first drew you to, to run for city council? Well, I got involved in politics because I was working as, a, as an instructor at CVTC. And what happened was... I left there because things uh, deteriorated after the um, union was no longer had any mm-hmm. um, power. So I was unemployed and <laughs> I was asked to run for council and I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. And then I thought about it and I thought, well, here I've been thinking, you know, I just don't like it when I go into the, look at my ballot and there's only one person running for something, voters need a choice. And so I guess if I'm not willing to step up, how can I expect other people to step up? So I did. So, I mean, what was, you had no background in that at all. What was that that kind of first experience like? And just kind of once you were elected and and joined the council, what were were those early days like for you? Well, it was a lot of learn as you go because I had no training. I did attend a training down in Madison that was for new council members and it was run by the Wisconsin League of Municipalities. So that helped with at least understanding better what my role was, but I was still kind of wondering (laughs) what what did I get myself into? (laughs) But then, uh, well, John Hoggett was uh, the council member next to me. And so I would call him and ask him questions because I, I, always have lots of questions about things. So I was very glad to have him him there. And uh, it was uh, very sad when he when he died. But, you know, you just jump in and you yeah. <laughs> keep on going and do the best you can and, and, and then spend a lot more time just under, trying to understand the issues and what would be best for the city. Mm-hmm. So maybe can we take a step back and look in big picture at the, the city council, you know, for a city like Hudson, maybe just explain, you know, the role of the city council, what it does and, and kind of how it operates. So we meet twice a month. We meet the first and third Mondays of the month, usually. Some, it gets changed if there's holidays in there. Sure. But uh, then we mainly discuss the things that the department heads bring to the, the council. So what are the needs for the city? And then how are we going to pay for them? Our biggest job is budgeting. Of course, we mm-hmm. don't we don't write out the budget ourselves. The department heads bring the information on what they want for in their budget sure. and what they need in order to be able to serve the the area. And then we discuss that. And then I'm on the public safety committee, so okay. we're concerned about making sure that people can safely cross the street um, sure. and kids can get to school safely, things like that. Yeah. And so there's <laughs> there's a lot. We want to make sure that the the, the streets are, uh, are kept paved and sure. um, in good repair and then plowed and things like that. When you first joined, were there things that you kind of had in mind that you wanted to try to accomplish or was it... It was just kind of more general wanting to, you know, be part of this, the part of the council. 
more generally, just being part of the council. Yeah. I didn't even attend any meetings until I decided that I was going to run for council. Sure. And so I really didn't understand what the, the role of the council was. And it wasn't until after I got in there that I realized, oh, yes, okay, we need a new um, building for the um, fire department. We mm -hmm. need uh, our current needs are for more space for the public works department, for the um, police department, and just getting involved in each of those, then the, the shared ride taxi service that we came, yeah. that we've just recently passed. Mm -hmm. So as I went, I noticed that things that needed to be done. And so mostly the department heads take care of a lot of these things, but sure. it, you know, it's really helpful to, as a council person, to let the department head know that you're supporting these kinds of things and then asking, you know, what can you do to, to support them? And sometimes it's a matter of just getting people, the right people together to do these kinds of things. Yeah. We talked about how Hudson has changed since you moved here. How about how the council has changed since you joined uh, eight years ago? Now, are things different than they were when you first joined? Or maybe, I'm guessing you're maybe a different council member just now that you kind of know the ropes and are one of the, like I said, one of the more experienced members of the council. A lot has changed. Yeah. So when I first joined the council, well, first of all, um, there were only two women on it. Um, okay. And then then it was down to one. And then uh, there were um, three of us who identified as you know more progressive in our politics and three that were more conservative in their, their politics. Then it became um, four of us that were <laughs> more progressive and only two conservatives. And um, now we're back to two who are more progressive and four who are more conservative. But, you know, those labels really aren't that important with the council because so much of this is just making sure that the city is running. Right. Right. When there aren't that many times when we're really divided as a council, most of the time it's, you know, six zero, you know, <laughs> pass yeah. the budget uh, or make sure that the the bills are paid, things sure. like that. Sure. And then how closely does the council work with the mayor on various issues or just kind of on a regular basis? Or is that separate enough from the work that you do? Well, we all have to be very careful about not forming a walking quorum. So we are careful about n not uh, consulting with each other too much on different issues. So the rule of thumb that I use is, all right, so with the committees that I'm on, if there are, for example, if there are three of us on a committee, if two of us talk about something, then that's considered a, a walking quorum because we've, <laughs> um, we've got a quorum. Right. So I have to be very careful about what I talk to uh, when I talk to the others on the, uh, for example, on the public safety committee. Sure. So we really don't discuss things outside of the, the meetings that much. We more work with the department heads okay. and finding out, all right, so if I've got questions about something, then I go to the department head or to the city administrator and say, tell me more about this. Um, I'm not sure I understand this. And then... And then say, and then ask, you know, and what do you, what are you looking for from the council? What would the, what, ideally, what would you like the council to do? Yeah, very cool. We want to get into kind of a couple of specific things that um, I know we had talked about beforehand. And so we're recording this at the Hudson Library, which I've done actually quite a few of the podcasts so far. So uh, shout out to the library for, you can rent spaces here as, as many maybe saw from the first episode with Chad Trainer. He posted about the fact that you can do that. Anyway, uh, one of the bigger items in the news recently here in town is uh, about the library becoming a municipal library. Um, what I guess, what exactly does that mean? And then why is this a big deal for the community here in Hudson? So the library became a joint library 
in order to better fund the library. And that worked for a little bit. And then the funding model fell apart. But the library kept on going. But the problem was that all of our partners were at their levy limits and they there was just no way to where to get money to help fund the library better. And sure. so the library needs kept growing, but the library budget really wasn't growing. Mm-hmm. And the the way that things worked out was that the partners decided, each decided that it was time for them to exit the the joint library. And I think that this will turn out to be a really good thing for the Hudson Library. The library itself, I don't think that people will notice a lot of things when they're coming into the library Mm -hmm. as far as changes, but they will, um, because I think that most of what's seen on the outside, nothing's going to be really changing. They're going to have the same employees. In fact, they'll have better retention of employees because one of the big things that's that's changing is that the city of Hudson is better funding the library. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a problem with getting the council to agree on better funding the library because the other members of the joint library weren't able to increase their funding for the library. Mm -hmm. And so then that's why the library funding is stagnated. So now, because the library is a municipal library, we're the only ones who have to make the decisions on how to fund the the library. The council was agreeable to increase the funding for the library. And that's really going to make a huge difference. Uh, the we'll, We will have better retention of employees because the uh, library, so the, the, li- the library will be able to increase the salaries for their employees. Sure. But the council does not make the decisions for the, the, the library. We decide how much money the uh, city council is going to budget for the library. Right. But then the library um, board is makes all of the, the decisions on what the library director should should do for sure. the library gotcha um, another item that was kind of recent one and I think you alluded to it um, earlier on is the the rideshare transit program that was just recently approved tell me a bit about that and then what the response to that has has been from the community I am really excited about this program and one of the things that happened was my husband was on the county board okay. and the and he was on the transit committee and uh, the person who was in charge of the transit committee kept saying we need to we need shared ride transit in Hudson why aren't they getting things done and i went yeah we do need that i've been people have been asking about that um, sure. in the past and so things were in the right place for this to happen mm-hmm. so anyway um, my husband and his colleague on the county board set up a meeting at, with the county and got the people together from through the county. And then I brought the city administrator, the now the former city administrator, and the community development director. And we talked about it. And I said, why aren't why don't we have a shared ride taxi service like mm. River Falls and mm. New Richmond have? Yeah. And that was the question that needed to be answered and the answer was gee there isn't really a good reason for us not to have this so then uh things just um, went from there so what will that look like then that program just maybe kind of share a little bit about what you know what people can expect from that so it'll be a lot like river falls and new richmond because we have the same company running it okay 
There will be a dispatch service. So I believe that it'll be, you'll call for a ride and then they'll tell you about when you can expect it. Um, I'm not sure exactly how the payments will be made. If you'll um, pay for it ahead of time, um, you know, using a, a credit card or a debit card, uh, then you'll You'll share you'll share the taxi with somebody else sure. um, unless it's a really quiet period. But so you may you may get picked up and then somebody else might get picked up and then they might get dropped off first. But you know they'll have it all set up. The dispatchers will make the probably make the decisions on uh, what the route will be for for this. The now people outside of the city can use the lo- so if they're within five miles okay. of. The city limits of Hudson. Sure. They can use this to, in order to get rides into or out of the city. Ah, so okay. one end of the the ride has to be in the city of Hudson. Okay. Okay. And then there will be an extra fee for going outside of the city. Okay. But this is going to be such a good program. There are a lot of people, well, for example, uh, the seniors in the area, sure. they want to be able to get rides downtown. Right. And, and when they want to go, rather than when the shuttle that they've got at the senior living complex right. has has a schedule. So and then they'll be able to get rides to their doctor's appointments, mm-hmm. things like that. But then also people with disabilities will be able to use the, the ride service sure. and it'll be available. You'll you'll have pickup at your home mm-hmm. and then drop off wherever it is that you you want to go. Yeah. And then people who don't have cars, they will actually be eligible for work now because they will be able to take the shared ride taxi to be able to get to work in the morning and get home in the evening. I believe it'll run from seven in the morning till seven at night. Okay. And when is that slated to, I guess, take effect or or be in in use? We're expecting it to start uh, the beginning of January. So I don't know if we're going to have any holiday hours, so I don't think it'll start January 1st, but hopefully it'll start January 2nd. We'll see what needs to be done. (laughs) That's true. It's all in progress right now. Now You mentioned one end has to start within the city. I mean, is there a limit to how far someone can take it if they need a- Five miles outside of the city. Five miles outside, okay. And they won't be able to cross the river. Gotcha. So it'll have to be in Wisconsin. Okay. And um, within five miles of the city limits. Gotcha. Just as far as kind of other council issues or, or maybe just things in general, what, what do you kind of see as some of the, the more pressing issues that are facing Hudson right now that whether it's something the council maybe plans to address or just in general that you think as a, as a resident that are some of the, the issues facing our city? There are a couple of really big issues. One is the street maintenance. We've gotten way behind on street maintenance and the costs of maintaining the, the streets has gotten really expensive. And, I, and by that, I mean being able to, you know, repave the the roads. Sure. And um, so so that's a huge issue. There are a lot of roads that really need repair, and it's going to take a while before we can get to them mm-hmm. because we don't want to tax people out of their homes. That's that's what it's like in the city council <laughs> is you're always right. balancing, all right, you know, <laughs> what can we, you know, what are, what – where can we put the the money where it's going to do the most good and yeah. where we're going to have the best investment uh, so that we don't increase the property taxes? Because most of our funding comes from property taxes. Right. So we don't want to tax people out of their homes. Mm-hmm. So then but another big issue is workforce housing. Mm. So there the cost of housing in Hudson is really expensive and rental costs are really expensive. So we do need a lot more housing that people who have jobs can afford. Sure. 
in addition to your role on the city council, like I mentioned, you're, you're obviously very busy with some other things uh, you mentioned, or I guess I mentioned at the top, you work at Northwood Technical College, um, and you're also active in a program called Cards for the Troops. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you enjoy about each of those? Maybe starting with uh, your role at the college, and then and you can touch on the other. Uh, and it, I also talked about the Hudson Daybreak Rotor, if you want to throw that in there too. But you know, the, the other, the, the many hats, as you said, <laughs> before we started recording that you wear, uh, maybe share a little bit of what you enjoy about each of those. Sure. So the... My job at Northwood Technical College, I am the math lab specialist, which means that I'm the math tutor. Mm-hmm. So students can get a hold of me and uh, I work, help them work through their, their math problems. I can't do their homework for them, but I can show them how to do similar problems so that uh, they know how to do the, the math. And then mm-hmm. I look for where they're struggling so that I can fill in the, the gaps in their knowledge. So so sometimes they're working on an algebra problem and I realize, oh, there's some foundational work that, you know, they, they really don't understand fractions that well. Mm-hmm. And so then I'll have to explain some of the, the fractions or something like that to them. I love my job. It's, I'm helping people and uh, helping them be successful and move ahead in life, get a better um, better earning capacity. So sure. it's really a great job, and I, I love doing that one. How long have you been doing that for? I started at, uh, well, I worked at CVTC um, starting in 2008. Okay. And, um, and then after I left CVTC, I got hired at, uh, at well, it was WITC then, and now it's sure. Northwood. Sure. I'm glad there's no math and podcasting or in journalism, which is what I went. That's one, one reason why I went into it. But if there was, I would maybe have you, uh, help me out. But yeah, I'd be happy. Thankfully, to help I don't. Uh, I don't so then the, you asked also about the uh, the cards for the troops. Yeah. So I sponsor a gathering on the first Friday of the month. We meet at First Presbyterian Church from 6 to 9 p.m. in their fellowship hall, and they've been very generous about allowing me to use the the facility there. Sure. And we make cards that are designed for the service members to write a note to their families in. So we make a large variety of cards, so often seasonal themes. So Thanksgiving cards, Halloween cards, Valentine's, also birthday cards. We look for the things that the service members are going to want to to, to write. So we also like to send cards that'll say love you on it or miss yeah. you or thinking of you, things like that. And then I send them to a woman who lives out in Pennsylvania and then okay. she distributes them to the, the troops. So she does okay. some larger care packages that sure. she sends out. So how did that the idea for that come about? Or I guess, was there a reason behind why you decided to start doing that? Yes. Yeah, so my home-based business is, I'm a demonstrator for Stampin' Up!, which okay. is a company that makes rubber stamps and accessories for card making, um, gift packaging, scrapbooking, things sure. like that. And I just really enjoy the card making. So then... I don't even remember how things got started, but my husband's cousin was making cards uh, and sending them to the troops. And Mm. I just went, oh, you know, that's a good idea. I've got all these card making supplies. (laughs) (laughs) And so then uh, it it just kind of evolved from there and, and found that it's always good to have a regular date and time for if you're going to do a gathering on a regular basis. And yeah. so the first Friday of the month really works well. Although now um, I never have it the first Friday in uh, February because of hot air affair. I oh, always sure. uh, yep. put it off it's to the second time, Friday. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Things like that. Yeah. So, and never um, Labor Day weekend either. Sure. So I always have it the weekend after. Yeah, and then the rotary as well. I know it's something you've been pretty involved with too. Mm-hmm. What, what can you tell me about, you know, the, what what the Rotary is and kind of your involvement with it. So the mission for the Hudson Daybreak Rotary is to support the youth of the community. And 
So we raise money so that one of the things that people have seen is the car raffle. Uh, yeah. We just yep. concluded that um, in October. And so it's a bright red car that uh, yes, that yes, the a bright store red, bright red <laughs> Mustang from from Ford. So <laughs> the Ford dealership has been very good to the Hudson Daybreak Rotary okay. for they would order that car and then um, they they always subsidize that car as okay, well. Cool. Uh, so I've been involved with that, and then I got um, asked to be the um, chair of the Sunshine Committee, okay. and so my card making skills were uh, required. <laughs> We send a birthday card to all of the Rotary members uh, in the Daybreak Rotary, and then we'll send other cards. Um, so, for example, a member just celebrated a 50th wedding anniversary. Okay. So I made sure that a card got sent out. Uh, my, my committee makes sure that those cards get sent out. And then we also send a welcome card to new members. And then uh, the other thing that I do is I'm the... I chair the the greeters, so I make sure okay. that we always have a couple of people there to to greet our members when they get here, sure. get to each of the meetings. Between that and, and all the other things we've talked about, I mean, what what do you enjoy most about just being as involved in the community as you are? Because between the council and the <laughs> Rotary and, and the teaching you do, I mean, obviously very involved on a number of different levels. But what what do you enjoy most about all of that? Well, I like being around people <laughs> that sure. energizes me, but also I think that the thing that has really struck me is I am good at m getting people together. So a lot of times what will happen is somebody will call me or I'll see something on Facebook and I'll mm -hmm. go, oh, I know the per for, the right person for them to, to yeah. help with that. And then I will uh, make sure that they know about that. So, you know, at city level, it's all right, which person in, in the city mm -hmm. handles something like that? And right. I make sure that the person's complaint gets to that person. But um, I do that all over now and that job has grown. <laughs> you mentioned the Facebook thing too. I feel like in the, the Hudson Word of Mouth group, which I've uh, promoted this podcast in a few times, People are always tagging you if, if they have a yes. question. It seems like you're kind of a people's go-to for various, uh, you know, things of information about Hudson, which is kind of cool. Well, they know that I'll answer. Uh, <laughs> if I don't know the answer, then I will just post a reply saying, oh, I'm not sure, but I will find out. And yeah. then another day or two later, I will post the answer to that. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, a couple last ones here for you and, and before we let you go. Uh, when you when you do have your free time, I don't know how much you have with all the different <laughs> things you're doing these days, but what do you enjoy like doing in the, the Hudson community just for, for fun, whether it's you, know, you and your husband or just on your own? What, what kind of things, activities, places, what do you like to do? Well, we like to get out for walks. Sure. We like to, well, we love all the restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good food scene. You know, it had is a couple good... restaurant tours mm -hmm. on the podcast already. Yeah. Then... We spend a lot of time with our granddaughter okay. and we like taking her to the Y to go swimming and um, and she just loves the, the, the swimming pool and uh, like taking her to the park too. Sure. She loves being at White Camp Park and yep, being one. on the, <laughs> <laughs> she loves being on White Camp, being at White Camp Park and yeah. being on the equipment there and swinging on the swings. Nice. Yeah. We, White Camp's a favorite for my kids too. So we've been there plenty. The last one, and it's the kind of a final question for every guest here, is what is your favorite thing about Hudson? When that can be pretty open-ended, however you want to interpret that. Well, there's so many things to like about Hudson, you know, and I've already talked about a lot of them. Mm -hmm. But the thing that really struck me when I was thinking about this question was the heart of the people, the mm -hmm. generosity. On Hudson Word of Mouth, I don't know if you've seen things where people have asked for uh, you, you know, help with something. You know, I need some clothes for my kid and he wears a size 10 sure, <laughs> in yeah, boys, right. you know, and, 
you know, an hour later, she'll have three people, three, over, three yeah. and, and offering to drop them off at her house. Right. You know? And, you know, and it, it especially struck me during the pandemic mm. when there were people who they, they lost their jobs really suddenly. There were no supports there yeah. and they had no food in the house and people would ask for food and, and other people would be saying, yeah, I'll have it on my porch. I'll, te I'll text message you my address. Uh, you know, there wasn't no questions asked. They just were right there to, to help with things. Same thing with here with the library. When mm -hmm. the storm came through yeah. and there was all that damage, right. the foundation, people wanted to help. Right. And even though everything was pretty much covered by the, the city and by the insurance sure people still wanted to help so the foundation really got a boost from yeah. that and, and a lot of programs yeah. <laughs> that enabled a lot of programs yeah, here. absolutely mm -hmm. well yeah that, i think that's a great place to to end it here joyce i appreciate you taking time and and for the work you do for for uh, the city here and yeah for for sharing some uh, insights and some of your, your favorite things about hudson i really appreciate it well, thank you for inviting me. Yeah. I enjoyed talking to you and yeah. telling everybody how much I love Hudson. Absolutely. And for everyone listening today, I appreciate you tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to St. Croix Stories so you catch all the future episodes. Uh, if you want to go back and listen to other past episodes too, those are all there. You can find them on really all the podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts or at stcroixstories.com. Until next time, have a great day.